Amazi Beauty presents a different kind of beauty. I am your host, Katle Hotzoku, partner at Amazi Beauty. Follow us on all social media platforms at Amazi Beauty or visit our website, amazibeauty.co.za. On today's show, we have Dumi Foster discussing embracing uncertainty. Ms. Dumi Foster, what an honor it is to be sitting here with you. I think you gave me one of my first interviews back in the day when I was still running Bliss. So it's nice that we switched roles this time. <laughs> um, Dumi settling in, having her tea and getting ready to have the Amazi experience. Yes, I'm so excited and it's so nice to just sit down and relax while you're doing an interview because, you know, usually you're like very uptight or you're in a studio or in, you know, wherever you are. So it's nice just to be getting pampered and also having this great conversation. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming through. So to start off, Dumi Fostakimang, who is Dumi Foster? I think we know you as the child star yeah. and you're this amazing you know grown woman as miss beyonce would say <laughs> so if you were to introduce yourself do me foster man who's do me foster jeez um i still consider myself as a young girl uh who's still living uh, in a world where you know I'm, I'm just making all my dreams possible and i think that i'm an i'm an entertainer at heart i mean i didn't think that i would go into this direction of work but i feel like my work is my calling so i'm an entertainer uh, i'm a lover of fashion uh, i'm a lover of all things women empowerment i think for me as now that i'm getting older uh, i'm starting to find the importance in owning my voice and o- owning my story um, so that's pretty much where i am right now so i'm a 28 year old just chasing her dreams in this big city and <laughs> this big world actually <laughs> Awesome. And by the way, I just need to put this on record. If anyone has seen Dumi's sunglass collection, <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. Um, our conversation topic today is embracing uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Is that a way of being for you? I think it is. And I think most people are very afraid of that, you know. Um, and I, I, for me, I also believe that these days with social media, it has created this world of uh, people kind of not wanting to fail or not wanting to embrace those low points in their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very important to embrace those because I think it's in those moments that you actually have that character that's built in you to be able to achieve what's coming in your life. So without those moments, who are you really? You know, so I think you ask yourself that question is like, if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be this person that I am today. Absolutely. So I think I want to go into that a little bit more. Can you share a story or can you um, share a moment where you took that leap trusting that the universe would have the net available for you? And what was an aha moment as a result of that experience? You just deciding, I don't have any concrete answer as to what's going to happen if I make this decision, but I'm going to go ahead and take this decision. So it was a very tough time in my life. Um, So I studied marketing uh, communications at the University of Johannesburg. I did that for three years. Um, And during those three years, I literally stopped 
anything entertainment. Mm -hmm. So I quit my TV job. I knew at the back of my head I wanted to get into radio, but then, you know, I was like, I need to focus, I need to finish my degree, and then I'll see what's to come. Um, and then after graduating and finishing my degree, I interned at an ad agency. And, you know, after a while being there, I had a conversation with my mom. I remember I was like, mom, I don't think this nine to five vibe work environment is for me right now in my life uh, i want to get into radio and even if i start small it doesn't matter but i just want you to support me in this process and i'm very lucky that i have a mom who believes in anything that any choice any dream any goal um, you know so everything that i do i do with confidence because i know that she's got me nice. you know so and a, a strong support system is important yeah. especially when you decide to go against the norm yes. whatever the norm is yes yeah. definitely um you know so when i said to her i think you know even if I, I start at a campus station whatever it is this is what i want to pursue for the next year um and then literally i was sending out demos i was trying to find my feet back into this world of entertainment and it's very hard when you are a child star and you are trying to transition into this adult mm. and you want to present yourself as an adult and people are like how oh, but weren't you this your TV. you know what i mean <laughs> That tag continues to remain with you. Uh, but I think that break that I took studying, I think it, it helped me quite nicely to be able to just transition. So eventually I got an opportunity where after sending my demo quite a couple of times uh, to YFM, I got a call mm. um, and they said to me, you know what, there's a position open. We're looking for a producer and a co-host for the midday show come try it out, you know? So that's when I met DJ Waris for the first time. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I got on air and we just had this vibe. I mean, I'd never met the dude before in my life, you know? And literally my first audition was being on air and wow. just delivering. And I mean, I had no- No, that's definitely embracing <laughs> uncertainty. Exactly, <laughs> you know? And I had no like proper training prior to that. So I, I definitely grabbed it with both hands. And I mean, the rest is history. But I think for me, that particular platform opened the door for me. But I, I think I trusted myself enough to know. And like I said, thanks to my mom who believed in me mm. that I was able to take that journey. And, you know, years later, I'm able to look back at that moment and realize that it was actually a life changing moment. Stunning, stunning. Yeah. So you, um, you, you've spoken about, you know, your, your entry into this entertainment music industry. It's very common to have young women in your industry be described as the it girl or the next it girl yeah. therefore giving the impression that they can only be one yeah right yeah. and funny enough i've never heard men be described in in, in that regard yes. which to me is saying is the narrative then that there's not enough for women but there's enough for men mm. but that's a story <laughs> for, for another day so um from a distance, one of the things that I really admire about you is that you've managed to excel in your own lane without necessarily competing for the title of it girl or, you know, the next it girl. Yeah. What has been the most difficult part about carving this lane that Dumi Foster owns so fully yeah uh, and i think i was actually asked about remaining relevant and how you know that question and i'm like you know for me it's not really about remaining uh relevant but it's mostly about me kind of carving my own path because once people are putting this you know, signature of, you know, now must be relevant, now mm. must, there's this unnecessary pressure that you have. At the end of the day, we are all working. And I, and I treat my entertainment 
industry as any other job that I would be in. Yeah. You know, you constantly need to reinvent yourself. You constantly need to put in the hard work. You constantly need to do as much as you can to be the best version of yourself. Mm. And for me, that doesn't involve any other person. It only involves myself. Um, and I hate this it girl thing. I really do because women are put in competition, whether you're in the corporate space or you're in the entertainment mm. space. And I don't understand where it comes from. But I feel like also as women, we fuel that conversation by wanting to compete with each other yeah. and by wanting to not open doors for each other. And I feel like that's that's a bit bad, you know, because even though the men are starting or creating this whole conversation, we are also fueling it by how we react towards it. So for me, I've always, I think, when since I started, I've kind of always believed that uh, the journey that I'm taking um, is bigger than myself. And therefore, uh, the, the purpose that I have is bigger than what I'm currently doing right now. Uh, and if you focus on your purpose and if you focus on what you set out to do, I really don't think it matters what the next person is doing because what they have for their life uh, is completely unique and what you have for your own life is completely unique. So I think once we start realizing that, whether it's females or just as people in general, you will stop looking at what the other person is doing. It's great to embrace uh, and it's great to, to take certain qualities, yeah. but that does not necessarily mean that now that is part of what you need to be or what you're supposed to be doing. So I think, yeah, just that gray area is very important. I think what I love about what you've said is that you've been very intentional and deliberate about putting the work in. Yes. And sometimes the perception, especially, you know, about people in the beauty space, the media space, the so-called, I guess, the celebrity um, space is that you just get it handed yeah. over yeah. on a silver platter. Yeah. So I think we do need to emphasize that the 10,000 hour theory is a real thing. Yeah. 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 So Sophia Morosa, the author of Girl Boss, was interviewed recently on the concept of success. And I'm just going to quote what she said. The goal of Girl Boss is to reframe this concept of success. I found myself on the cover of Forbes magazine, not happier per se, but that was never my goal, but I had to accept it as a success of mine. The concept of success being financial or something that has to do with your career. Yes, while that is important, success can mean a range of things. The model of success today, as I see it, is something that is very much built on the vision of a bunch of white men. I don't have the answer, but I'm asking the question, what is success? All I know is that success is a term you define yourself. Mm. I find that quite profound because there is a standard version of success, yeah. which for some reason we're all meant to fit into that mold. Yeah. We're all meant to aspire yes. for the two and a half kids, picket yes. fences, yeah. <laughs> you know. Beautiful family. Beautiful family, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. How do you define success for Dumi Foster and how did you get to that definition and is it something that is dynamic or is that like this is success for me forever and ever sure it's definitely dynamic i mean you know the person that i was five years ago is not the person that i am today mm. you know for example uh, i thought by the age of 25 i'd be starting a family i'd have a business <laughs> i'd be this remote, you know Sorry, what i mean with you around that time I remember we were at a breakfast hosted um, by Lian Lamini and you were like I'm ready to get married and I looked at you I'm like but why girl, you're 24 girl, 
once you get older, I think you start getting into the reality of life. Yeah. Um, and, and I think with life, it differs for every person. And that's why, back to what I'm saying, that everybody's journey is very unique. You know, uh, my journey could be career first, family later. For another person, it could be family first, career later. You know, so uh, for me, success, it changes all the time. And I think it's those little victories in between that are success. And I think so many times we look at this five-year plan and we like, mm-hmm. once I get to the five-year plan, that is success. And then you miss those little opportunities and those victories in between where you actually have to ask yourself, how did I even overcome the past three months? Yeah. You know, and you stop and you're like, wow, the first quarter was actually quite rough, mm-hmm. but I managed to A, register a business. You know, I never thought I would I would get to a point where I do and that, that because- that is the success you're gonna own. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. maybe I had a lot of personal stuff to deal with. I had school to deal with. I had family issues to deal with. Uh, you know, and I think as well as black people, there's a lot of, you know, uh, kind of family history stuff that kind of affects our definition of success. Mm, you know, there's a mm. lot of black tags, there's a lot of, you know, now you, you have to take your success and make sure that at home, you know, everything is cool. So I, I just feel like the, the definition of success shouldn't be uh, what the world stereotypes it to be, but it should be how you looking, how you are looking at your individual journey, what you've been dealing with, what your own individual goals uh, are. And, and I always say you need to say Celebrate yourself because no one knows every single day what you put in, what you've been through in order for you to achieve what you have this morning or this afternoon or whenever. Um, you know, so for me, I don't feel like success is a timeline. Mm. I don't feel like success is a five year plan. I feel like success is those little victories every single day that you overcome to be that best version of yourself. Uh, and I feel like five years from now, it's those little things that make you that person that you are. It's not because over uh, because I survived five years, now I'm here. It's that every day, it's that little bit yeah. of hard work, it's that commitment, it's that passion uh, that c- pretty much you know, drives you to be the person that you are five years later. I think what I'm loving or a common thread that I'm seeing in all your answers is that self-responsibility is a thing for you. Yes. Not once did you mention that the little victories are celebrated by somebody else. What I'm noticing is that for you, you realize that you are a co-creator yes. on, in this universe yeah. and it's nobody else's responsibility but yeah. yourself to, to celebrate, uh, you know, do the hard work, yes. but also be able to have those moments to pat yourself on the back and say, yes, I may not have achieved yeah. <laughs> everything that I've set out, yeah. but this one thing and my deserves. Yeah, I have yeah. to remind myself of that, yeah. you know, I really do. Um, and what's your ritual in, 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 you know, what's your, I guess, your self-victory, self-love, <laughs> radical self-responsibility? It's tough. Like, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Uh, you know, I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think it's in those down moments where um, I feel like things are not going right, that I have to remind myself that actually you know, I have achieved A, B, and C in the past six months Mm. because I'm constantly looking at the bigger picture. I kind of forget the things that have happened, you know, and um, a a friend of mine actually sat me down when I was going through, you know, quite a, a, a difficult time in my life. And she was like, you need to embrace those little things in your life. And she's like, life could be worse, 
but look at A and, and B, look at C and D, like look at all the things that come together in your life. Surely life can't be that bad, mm. you know? And once you start thinking about it and you start looking at your life, then you start realizing that, you know, actually I work so hard to even get to that point or to even MC that event or to even get that particular campaign or to even start this particular project that I've been working on, you know? So why am I not taking that moment to say, you've done well, mm. you know, but I'm already thinking, 2019, first quarter of the year, this is what I want to do. So I think it's in those moments, it's in those quiet moments that you need to reflect and be thankful and be grateful for those opportunities that have come based on the hard work, the prayer, the dedication that you've put in. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a reminder that I constantly need to give myself. So you started off by saying that you're very hard on yourself. And I think that's the third thing we now have in common. Besides our love for bubbly, our love for empowering women. Yes. Um, being hard on ourselves. Um, there's this concept of perfectionism, right? And I guess the easiest definition I've come across is that it's defined as the continuous and exhausting feeling that you're not doing enough yeah. or I am not enough. Yes. Can we unpack that? Do, oh. do, do you have moments where, where you're suffering from perfectionism? I do. I definitely do. You know, and I think that because, and I think especially for women, we always need to keep it together somehow. You know, superwoman. superwoman vibes, you know, but also unpacking this whole superwoman, you know, because superwoman does not mean you are not suffering. It does mm. not mean that your life is not falling apart every now and then. It does not mean that you are there and this is me. I'm superwoman. I'm not suffering. But it's actually embracing those downfall moments. I, and, and I remember, you know, at the Girl Power series when I shared with everyone and I was like, it is actually through my downfall that I was able to create the Girl Power series mm. because I needed something to take me out of this downfall that I was in. Mm. You know, it was a combination of relationship issues. It was a combination of losing, you know, my grandmother and she was very important in my life. And that's something I'm still dealing with right now, mm. you know, and, and even with through that, I didn't say, you know, I'm superwoman because I'm not dealing with those things, mm. but I'm superwoman because I was able to take you know, everything that I was dealing with and I was able to create something that was beyond myself, you know, and that's how the Gold Power series came about and that's how that opportunity came about. It's, it's that in that moment, it pushed me to be able to produce something that was bigger than myself and that's what Superwoman is being about. It's about embracing your faults, your, your down moments, your weaknesses, your moments where you don't feel great about yourself, but taking that moment and saying, you know, I need to pick myself up and I need to continue because unfortunately in life, we have to continue. continue. I love that because it leads perfectly in, in, into the next question. You're very public about your spiritual journey. Yeah. And we all know anybody who's, who's been in, you know, pursuit of bliss, pursuit of, you know, self-actualization. Yeah. It does not come with chocolates and no. champagne. No. <laughs> I wish it did. <laughs> it's very often... Um, as you said, you know, the lowest of the low, you know, it's an uncomfortable journey that really shapes you yeah. to your core. Yeah. And uncertainty becomes a way of being yeah. in, in this process of, 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 of finding purpose. Yes. Um, you mentioned, you know, you, you were going through a difficult time when you launched uh, a Girl Power series. Yeah. And I think I just want to go a bit into that, you know, 
what was that moment where you were rock bottom? Yeah. And I remember for me, it was, you know, the, the closure of my restaurant. Well, going towards, you know, the closure of my restaurant. And I had that, what I call a negotiation prayer with the universe mm. to say, okay, it's game over. Yeah. Uh, I'm not talking to you, yes. but you kind of need to let Help. me know. Yeah. What's happening now? What's the yeah. next step? Yeah. I, I literally surrender. Can you take us through a moment where you were like, okay, no, I know me's done like it's I, i'm taking you know it, it's clear that universe you want me to do something yes. but can you just spell it out do you know you know it, it became so hard where you know you kind of become angry at god you mm. know um especially with how i lost my grandmother because it was just an, an an unexpected situation where I had to kind of deal with that loss. And I mean, I was celebrating my 20th birthday. Yeah, you know, it was like, oh, it's my crown birthday. And I had this whole thing like planned out. And, you know, and then you realize that life is not at your clock, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know. And I never thought that I would spend that Friday um, just literally, I just had to have a quick breakfast with my mom, go back and do the funeral preparations. That was kind of like my birthday this year. Um, and it, it kind of like makes you a little bit angry because you don't understand and you want answers and you don't get them or you want things in a certain way, but they don't come that way. And it becomes very hard to pray. But um, also in that time when it's the hardest to pray, I realized that's, that's when you should stay committed in prayer. Um, and that was it for me. It's that I, I, I just had to continue. I had to continue to pray. And, and that's one of the things that I think helped me through my moments of uncertainty mm. as, as my commitment to God and it's my commitment to prayer. Um, and as, as much as, you know, I, I talk about it, but I don't talk about it so openly. But I think it's, it's a very important side of me because that's how I was raised. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's, one, it's one side of me that also keeps me very humble in the way I handle things, in the way I am, and in the way I choose to be. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not even a matter of a negotiation, but it's a matter of when you are at your lowest, there's no other point to turn but to turn to God. And, and that's pretty much how it's been for me, you know, and, but I, I try and make it, sh- well, from there on, uh, I've, I've made it sure that it's not only through the bad times, but it's through the good times as well, mm-hmm. that I'm keeping him by my side because that is the only stable thing uh, in this world that you can always that's rely true. on, you know. So that's, that's pretty much me dealing with everything else that comes at me when I'm least expecting it because <laughs> fires do come in yeah. all directions at times. Did you ever feel that I may not be the right woman for this? And how did you deal with any insecurities, imposter syndrome um, in, in, in taking this sure. role? So yes, yes, yes. Dumi is not only <laughs> a radio personality, but she's the marketing manager yes. at Universal Music yeah. and founder of Go Power Series. So she is a beauty on a mission. <laughs> I try. <laughs> You know, that was, I mean, a very daunting time of my life, you know, looking, I mean, it's been three years now, Um, especially because I studied um, and I took a break, if I should say, from working in the space in a corporate kind of setup. So I was more very entertainment, radio, TV, you know, so when I got the job, first I was like, oof. You know, I'm so scared now, but I can't turn back now. Uh, But I think, you know, when you've put in the work and you've kind of uh, 
built yourself up in a way. Um, I think the three years that I spent in school were not in vain. Um, and I think that I was just waiting for the right opportunity, the right time and the right moment in order for me to embrace that side of me. Because, you know, the marketing side, it's something that I've always had. And in the beginning, it was a bit daunting. It was a bit scary, like, OMG, can I do this? Am I able to handle it? And in the beginning, it was very tough. I worked in a team of just men and I was the only woman. Uh, but, you know, I realized that it's in those moments that it's kind of contributed to the strength that I have now. I'm able to fight through a lot of battles because there are a lot of battles in the corporate space. Mm. You know, as much as I deal with stuff in the entertainment space, you don't actually realize how hectic it is, you know, and especially in a male-dominated industry such as the music industry because for the longest time, it's been a lot of men in powerful positions. And only recently, we're starting to see a lot of women uh, kind of take different roles mm. in, you know, in the space. So it, it definitely was hard um, and I was undermined quite a lot in terms of my capabilities and what I was able to do but it takes that one person to believe in you and I'm grateful for my boss because um, he was able to to see kind of uh, you know the, the skill and the ability that I had and I mean from doing local music or kind of handling the local portfolio I then moved to the international side and that was after a few months he'd arrived <laughs> Thank you. you know but that's after also a few months he'd arrived in the company he made you know, very big changes that he felt like were very important and very critical, you know, for his position. So definitely. And, and there are moments where you do doubt yourself as a human being that am I capable? But you need to remind yourself that your hard work didn't go in vain. Your passion doesn't go in vain. Um, you know, the amount of 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 uh, or the purpose that you have and the amount of times that you pray about stuff. And, and I think it's always important to also communicate with God because it is through that that he's able to show you or kind of shape your way in a way that it needs to go so that you don't get distracted along the way because there are a lot of distractions. But when you focus on the goal and you focus on the purpose, everything else doesn't really matter. I think it's, it's, it's such a common experience, this thing of being a woman that's undermined. I, I, mean, I mean, we've had in meetings with um, my partners, D, uh, Divya, who's the CEO, and Lisa, who's the COO. And I remember one time, Lisa uh, mm. shared the story of how even in the beauty space, right? Mm. Lisa is well-versed yeah. <laughs> in this industry. But as a black woman, mm. they, there was already a set um, ceiling yes. as to she cannot go above this, above this. Yeah. you know this is where it yeah. ends for you yes. you know black woman divya also shares a lot of stories of her you know being in the private banking space and you know those were their part of their hard moments that led them to create you know um amazi and it makes me think of a quote a friend of mine uh, togoza who i'm going to quote right now yeah. and she says the world collides when it meets a black woman who will not operate from a place of lack. Yeah. And I think so true. that is an experience so many of us have yeah. where, you know, by virtue of your gender, by virtue of your skin color, yeah. there's a box you need to fit in and yeah. that's that, that's it. And yeah. when you, as I said, you know, my partners, Lisa and Divya, who are very fierce, strong women mm. who say, actually, if that's where it ends, then I'm going to go create. I'm going to go yes. create another platform. What responsibility or what role are you playing so that those that come after you hopefully don't have it as hard? Well, you definitely, you know, 
it's very hard because first of all i'm very young very young you know? not even 30 yet <laughs> i'm very young and i work in a space of i've been doing this for the longest time mm. i've been in this position or i've been you know and there was a point where it was quite a challenging time and 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 you know and there was a point where you had to speak out or you had to suffer mm. in the current position that i'm in um and I had to speak up and, and people always get surprised like why I'm so vocal about a lot of things or why do I deal with things this way. You're just way. supposed to be the pretty girl in the corner. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm just like, if I'm not dealing with things this way, then who, like, who's supposed to deal with them? Because it is through being vocal and through standing for what you believe in that you make sure that certain things don't happen again because things happen only because you allow them to happen, mm. you know? So I'm very vocal in how I handle things. And preach I always, to me, preach. <laughs> and I always say that you know I can back up what I'm saying because of the experience that I have and because I know what I'm able to do and I think also another thing as women is that uh, we lack confidence not realizing the amount of potential or the amount of power that we have it's like we want and I hate that so much I hate that women want to sit and seeing things happen but they just want to sit and skin amongst each other without changing the situation me sitting and gossiping with you about this one doing that and that one doing that is not going to change the situation but you have to be bold enough to stand up for it and i think that's the only way we can move forward is if someone speaks up and if you choose then to sit on the side then you can sit on the side by yourself because i won't let that happen you know and as young as i am i think it's very important that i take a stand and i take ground and say that I will not allow you to treat me this way based on the fact that you have categorized me mm. or put a ceiling or you believe that I'm incapable. That's what you believe, but that's not who I am. You know, so I think those moments are very important. And let's not be afraid. If you you know, you you know, you know how you've earned your position. You didn't get there overnight, you know, you know how you got to the point that you got to. So why are you still apologetic about the position that you're in and the amount of contribution that you give in a certain sector or a company or whatever or project or whatever it is or a position that you've been put put into? So I think that's very important to start being vocal about certain matters that affect not only yourself but other women to come as well. It gives me like, I don't know, I, I my heart is doing somersaults right now because I think when we conceptualize this, we wanted to have conversations as honest yeah. and as unapologetic yeah. as what we're having right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, with the few episodes we've recorded, it, it, it honestly makes me so excited that, that we're creating something that women out there can listen to this and feel, okay, Surely Dumi's experience is not so different from mine yeah. and I therefore also need to have a voice. Yes. So props to you, Dumi, and also at, at your young age, right? Uh, you know, it, as you say, working with people who are more experienced and therefore turn to use that against you yes. without allowing you for, okay, we're going to give you the platform, yes. prove, prove to us. Yes. So props to you. We're going to take a bit of a break. Um, because we do need to refill the bubbles. We do need to <laughs> touch up on the lipstick, even though, yes, you're not seeing us, but you know, we still need to look good and then we'll carry on. Amazi Beauty is at Reserve Street in Bromfontein, Golden Acre Shopping Center in Cape Town and N1 City in Cape Town. Thanks to our sponsors, Bosch and Dahl and Maverick and Jane. So, Jimmy, we're still at Amazi. You're, uh, I guess, halfway through your treatment. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Tenji's busy giving you a pity and very soon we're moving on to the hands and how's your muzzy experience thus far? Dumi is under the weather and she's not able to part- partake <laughs> in her favorite oh, activity, which is champagne. bonding with the champagne flute. I know, I'm so <laughs> jealous. I'm watching the glasses just move right by me and everyone is just like drinking and sipping and I'm jealous. But yeah, it's, it's been quite a, a hectic weekend and it was champagne day. So I missed that as well due to my uh, sickness, but I'll get there. I guess. But my experience has been so lovely. Uh, It's such a great space and it's so lovely to just be surrounded by amazing women. Awesome. Awesome. So I want to talk about love. (laughs) I want to talk about love because for me, that is one experience that forces you to embrace uncertainty, (laughs) right? We all have an idea of the perfect partner, the perfect relationship, the perfect me in the relationship, right? And as we have gathered in this conversation, the universe has a way of reminding us who's boss. Yes. And it's never you. Yes. So let's talk about love, do we? (laughs) (laughs) Which part of love? As I've said, right, it's the one experience we can all agree that we have to embrace uncertainty. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to go into your personal life because I can <laughs> see you're turning pink, blue, orange and all the colors in this place. But your approach to love in, in, in keeping with the theme of embracing uncertainty, you know, yeah, letting yourself be with the so-called perfect partner in the perfect relationship. You know what? Like... I'm like the most love, love person. Like I love love. I love embracing it when I'm in love. Uh, And I I just love creating memories with with the person. And I mean, whether things work out or not, that is, you know, way beyond your power because you can literally be the best person for someone or think that you are and then they're not ready for you. You know, That, that does not necessarily mean that that time was wasted. It just means that you were not meant to flourish and have a great future with that person. Maybe someone else will bring out the best in you, yes. you know? So I think once you start understanding that, that's when you will start, you know, when things don't work out, be so angry. Because I feel like sometimes as women, we get a little bit angry because, you know, no, this, because I've had like my past ex-boyfriend, um, is currently married and it happened after we dated and for me it's not I actually realized that now he's with the best person that brings out the best in him yeah. and you know I will find someone who brings out the best in me mm-hmm. you know so it's just that kind of concept that you need to understand but it's in those journeys that you have with people in your life that you know it's, it's, it's like any other experience. It's in those moments that you discover yourself and you actually discover maybe actually this is not the kind of person that I want to be with. I'm actually more comfortable with being with this type of person, mm-hmm. you know, and I think embracing it and being honest about it in the relationship is very important because then you get people that settle uh, and then years later you actually realize how miserable you are. So never settle, you know, never settle in whatever 
set up you're in in marriage in just you know whatever long-term relationship you're in it doesn't matter what type of relation at the end of the day life is very short uh, and we continuously grow as people and we evolve and our interests and things grow so if you feel like that is your ceiling then you need to get out because at the end of the day what is the point in remaining in something that constantly tears your soul and you're constantly trying to find other things to replace this feeling that you have once you're in that space just know that nothing will ever fix it mm-hmm. you know so you, you just need to embrace when something is not working that it's just not working um you actually you listening to you now reminds me of an interview i once read um in this podcast adam Azi, we will always quote our best friend oprah yeah. And <laughs> it was an interview that she had done where someone was asking her, why is she and Stedman not married? Yeah. Right. Why, you know, they both seem successful. And again, in trying, you know, the, 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 the par- parameters that the society puts for us is yes. that if you've dated this long, surely the next is married. And she says she was getting all this pressure, you know, when she first started dating with Stedman, they were clear yeah. that we'll have this de facto relationship, fat and sit, as we call it in yes. South Africa. Um, and they were okay with it. But then the pressure that was coming for everyone she ended up putting pressure on, on Stedman. Yes. And she said she put so much pressure that Stedman went out and got a ring. Yeah. And he proposed. And she says that whole night, she literally had her hand outside of her bed mm. because she realized that all she really wanted or what she thought she wanted mm. was for Stedman to propose and that for her would affirm that she's a woman worthy mm. of marriage. So it was not marriage that she wanted. Yes, it, it was, was just that moment. That saying, moment. Oh, okay. Because okay. that's what society says, right? Yes. You know, yeah. um, 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 you've been wifed. Yes. And, and that's sort of like... Yeah. Uh, um, it's kind of pedestal. Like yes, there's a hierarchy yeah, to this, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so that reminds me of that to, to say, you know, you say your, your past partner is married now. And our natural reaction would be, well, then, am I not worthy? Yeah. Why was I not put, yes. you know, why was I not wifed? Why yeah. was I not uh, promoted yeah. to, to the next uh, uh, step on, on, in this hierarchy? Yeah, and, and definitely that's the case. And I mean, when it happened, uh, I mean, there was this really bizarre story about me being on holiday because I'm trying to get over the relationship. And that article was like a year later. I was like, I've been over the relationship a year later, you know. But also it's just like, oh, we expected, oh, we thought it was, was, was going to be. So and, there's something wrong with you. You know what yeah. I mean? And and that's another thing is sometimes I always question myself and I'm like, do I actually want to get married or do I just want a lifetime partner? Like, do I want someone that I can just vibe with vibe with for the rest of my life? Because also what happens is that when it gets to marriage, it involves so many people that it stops being about you two. It, stops, it starts being about what other people around you expect, mm-hmm. what your mom expects, what his family expects. There's so much expectations that you lose what the essence of the two of you is about. And that's another thing that scares me about marriage, that as much as I've always thought I wanted it, so much of it involves so many people that I just wonder if do you then people views, yeah. do you know do you then not lose yourself within other people's views and it ends up being about people and less about what the 
two people actually want because even when you know things go wrong or whatever it's always about what this means for the family not what this means for you as a couple mm. what has gotten to the point of you know two people not working things out so i think that's another thing you know that 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 that, that kind of scares me about the definition of marriage is that it's kind of has a lot of areas about it that is less about the two people and more about the voices that come from outside. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's something that actually I'm, I'm still figuring out if I want it or I don't want it. Are you in love? <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> what scares you? Death scares me. Mm. Um, I think after losing my grandmother, I think it's the it's the first time in a while that I've lost someone in my adult life who's very close to me. Mm. You know, it's always like distant relatives or distant cousins or, you know, and it's just, just the thought of it, you know, how you become part of a world and you're no longer part of that world. Mm. And, you know, what that means for your next life, you know, and, and I've always asked myself, like, you know, when it does happen, like, do you, will you be able to, to meet or be with those people that you once were with on earth? Like, you know, so there's so many questions and I'm like, Emma, will I be able to see my grandmother again? Will I be able to have those moments with her again? And where she is right now, does she see what I'm currently doing? And obviously there's those spiritual, you yeah, know, obviously yeah. beliefs of, of what it's about. But I actually ask myself, like, what does that actually mean? You know, when, when, when after it happened, it's just, I just started questioning myself a lot and I started having conversations with my friends. And it's like none of us have answers, but we all have an idea of what it's like, you know. So it, it, it does scare me a little bit to know that, you know, I can lose or you lose someone who was so much part of your life and they're just no longer there and you expect it to just continue without them. It's just a weird concept that I just can't put my head around. And I think, you know, after it happened with my grandmother, I was just like, it just threw me off completely because it's just the concept of it. It's just very bizarre and it was very hard for me to kind of accept because even in moments where I'll have dreams about her, I'll wake up in the morning and it will be so surreal all the, sing all the time. Like I dream about her. It's just like that weird feeling that someone who's always been there and part of my life, the 28 years that I've had, is now no, I can't pick up the phone and say, hey, how are you doing? I can no longer come and say, I'm coming to visit you, or I'm coming to spend Christmas with you, or, you know, I miss you, mm -hmm. you know? So it's kind of like, you need to keep those memories that you have with the people around you, because someday that will be kind of like all you have. And how do you, sorry, I see we're <laughs> getting a bit emotional. Yeah. <laughs> um, how do you operate day to day? knowing that obviously death is something inevitable right yeah um without let it paralyze you because i don't know to me maybe you and i are, are our kindred spirits yeah. that for me is also my biggest um, um, um fear mm. primarily because the first person i lost in my life was yeah. my younger brother followed two years later by my father mm. um and naturally I, 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 and even today, you know, uh, even it's been years since both my brother and my father died. But the constant fear that I have is, is my mom next? Yeah. And I, I've had to find a way to exist. Yeah. Knowing that that's a fear 
you know, th- that's there. And I remember I was discussing recently with Lisa and Divya where um, an aunt of mine passed on and she left an 18 year old and a 21 year old. And it was a very difficult week for me and I could not pinpoint. Mm. And I think Divya is the one that said to me, has it made the idea of your mother's mortality real? Yes. Is that why, you know, you're taking it mm. so hard? Mm. So how, as I, as, as I started, you know, how do you exist so that it doesn't paralyze you? Because as you said, it's a very bizarre concept yes. and one which we don't know anyone who's been on the other side and has come back to Just report. Tell us, to you know say, what I mean? No, listen, yeah. Yeah, but what yes, you know, you know? what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Um, we all just have the idea for Whitney, Brenda Fassi, Mama Winnie, they're all having a good time yes. on the other side. So yeah, how, how do you exist? It's hard, man. I, I mean, you know, I don't have an answer for it. I don't have a formula mm. for it. I don't, you know, I don't say this is what I do every morning to, to get through it. It's it just, you know, I, I, I went away on a holiday and literally um, I woke up one morning after having, you know, a dream about her and... I cried all morning, like I cried and, you know, that's when I wrote, it was just a long caption, just reflecting on, on what has happened and it, it never becomes easy. Yeah. You know, it doesn't become easy and I always, like in the caption I said, it's important to check up on the people that have lost people in their lives because somehow you expect them to just continue as if everything is okay, you know? So it's important to just have conversations with your friends and your family and just see if they're doing okay because it's, it's not easy. So I, there is no answer to it. Thank you so much to me for being so vulnerable. You know, I think it's, as, as you said, we, we have this thing of we need to be superwoman, but in trying to be superwoman, um, life happens, and part of life is death, or you know, part of coexisting in this life is is making peace with concepts like that. So I'm just giving you two minutes for you to compose yourself, but but thank you for sharing yourself in such a vulnerable way. And I think it's it's through moments like this that our connection as women becomes that much more um, impactful, that much more real. Um, so yeah, if you were to meet your, let's say your 18 year old self, Mm. what's the conversation like? Sure. That's hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd probably tell her that she's enough, Mm. you know, and she shouldn't be afraid of what's to come and she doesn't not she doesn't necessarily need to have answers to everything mm. you know um it's through the experiences that are coming that she'll be able to discover her true self uh because when you're 18 you kind of you know the world is just like your oyster you pretty much are exposed to so many different things especially of late um you know but it's not it's not being afraid of what's coming and trusting yourself enough to know that um, your experiences in life, the way you've been raised, um, 
everything that's been installed in you is enough to take you through the journey of life. Sure. Um, and that's that, profound. I think we need to marinate in that. Can you repeat? Um, yeah I I just think that every experience that you go through just refines you a little bit more and we shouldn't be afraid of the lows as much as we are so quick to embrace the highs Mm. Um, and life is not perfect life is not black and white Um, and most of the times we put so much pressure on ourselves because of society because of how life it's supposed to be, but life is different for every person. Um, And I think it's important for us to accept that and you will make mistakes and it's okay. You know, it means that that mistake was supposed to happen that way in your life. Uh, And sometimes you don't need to explain yourself to the world. You know, if, if you know where you're going and if you are comfortable in that phase of your life, that's all that matters. Because sometimes we're so worried about having to explain ourselves to the world that we forget that sometimes actually maybe I wanted to make that mistake. You know, mm, I wanted to go me. through that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But you're already just thinking, ah, but what are people going to say or whatever? So just accept life as it comes and yeah, just take everything with a pinch of salt. Sometimes life is also just not that serious. I think for the longest time, I've always been very uptight with a lot of things that I've had experiences. Do we share a star sign? I'm Taurus. No, I don't. I'm Aries. Taurus. No. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're right because we always fight about it on social media. Yeah. Where you're just like, can my birthday come already? I'm like, can you leave us yes, to enjoy you, our moment? Yeah. But no, just describing yourself as uptight. I describe myself as uptight. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I've been uptight for the longest time. And I think it's only that I'm growing up now that I'm learning that life is not that serious. I mean, I, I do have my moments, but I also have experiences which have taught me to just say, hey, you are not in charge, girl. You know, as much as you think that you have it together and you have it in control, um, there's actually more to life than what you think life is about. Um, So yeah, it's just embracing the experiences, man, and just knowing that God has you in whichever direction it goes. If you are a praying woman, there's nothing in life that you cannot handle. Sure. So before we end, we're gonna open it up to the women in the room to ask you whatever they want to ask you. (laughs) We're candid, we're real, we're unapologetic. So we'll start off with Lerato at the corner. Hi to me, very lovely conversation. Um, I wanted to ask, um, you speak a lot about God, right? And do you find that with with your peers and people, do they find it, um, I don't know, offensive or, you know, not in line with how people in the public eye always talk about God, because I think there's a battle between uh, religion and yes. spirituality, yeah. and people would prefer to say universe versus God. Yeah. How, is, how have people responded to you in regards to you being like, I pray I'm God, God this, God everything. Yeah. Is, has there been a lot of negative or positive response to that? Cool. Um, I mean, with regards to my, I mean, obviously everybody has their own beliefs in terms of, you know, the higher power or whatever you may call it. 
Um, I haven't found any, you know, negativity. I think the people that I or who follow me are kind of in the same line of interest as I am. Uh, and I think it's always important that if you are offensive or if something does not work for you, that, you know, you follow a different conversation. You know, we are all, I think, in, 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 in kind of the platforms that we are, uh, everybody has a right to embrace their own belief and their own, obviously, without being offensive by saying offensive things, because people have posted certain things that have offended uh, quite quite a lot of people. But I think with that, I think it's each to their own. Um, and if that works for you, obviously, you'll embrace the message. And if it doesn't, then you move on to the next. But I think it's very important uh, for me to embrace that side of me, because that's how I grew up. Uh, and also, Ayanda Tabeta does it very well as well, where she embraces her journey and says that you know for her it is God that has done this or it is you know so I think it's very important that we embrace our spirituality our religion whatever it is um, and it's not about shoving it in people's faces but it's embracing what you believe in and we all believe in different things so you shouldn't be afraid or ashamed or feel like you shouldn't because there's nothing wrong with saying God instead of something else if that's what you believe in then you should be very vocal about that oh hello Hello. Yeah, I just want to say, woman, you are powerful, and it's fine to cry because you let it all out and you feel good about who you are, and it means you've got an ability to share your emotions so that others can pick up on your experiences. My question is um, based on creating balance. Sometimes as women, as we strive for perfection, mm. as we strive for success, mm. as we are geared up to be the best that we can be, yeah. you find that we create lots of, or we are seen as, or perceived as creating lots of imbalance mm. for others, especially if you are married, your husband will start questioning, why are you going back to school? Why do you want to start a business? So now you start even to doubt yourself you start you start to doubt your abilities yeah. and even your values as, as as self your personal values because you want to please the world sacrificing your whole being yeah. how do you create your balance so that it does not bring about uncertainty in the negative way or imbalances for others okay thank you. um thank you very much uh for that you know what i feel like the only way to create balance in your world as if you are balanced within yourself. You cannot be a great wife, you cannot be a great mother, you cannot be a great sister if there are parts of yourself that are unfulfilled or parts of yourself that are imbalanced. Mm. So you need to figure out what makes you happy first. Whether you are a husband or, you know, it goes both ways, male and female. You know, you, a journey of life is a very, you know, and then there are moments where people will say, oh, you're selfish or oh, you're this. Sometimes in order for you to give of yourself, you have to be just a little bit selfish, you know, in terms of what fulfills you inside. Because once you are full as a person, it's so much easier to be a better friend. It's so much easier to be a better mother. It's so much easier to be a better wife because you know that when you go to sleep at night, you are a happy human being. Uh, and that's why your journey of self is so unique and so personal that before you meet your husband or before you have kids, that kind of needs to be at a level where you feel a little bit balanced. And that's why there's a lot of pressure of marriage and kids and whatever. But is it what you, at your moment in life, what you really want? Or is it what society, your mother, your family, your aunts want? You know, so I think once you've answered those questions about yourself and once you've fulfilled 
every bit of yourself, it's easy to play different roles at your highest potential or at your best self. So yeah, walking the journey of self is very important and I cannot stress that enough for each and every person to identify what fulfills you before you play the other roles that you have in your life. So Dumi, the title of our podcast is A Different Kind of Beauty. Mm. What makes you, Dumi Sang Foster, a different kind of beauty? <laughs> I think what's, what makes me a different kind of beauty is, sure, that's a very hard one. And I hear I thought I had an answer. <laughs> um, I think it's overcoming my challenges, you know, with, with a lot of grace, a lot of humility, and a lot of strength. You know, there's so much beauty that comes from being strong. And I mean, I think we've redefined what, what strong is, you know, today. Uh, strong is not you trying to conquer the world without you falling apart. It's you falling apart, getting up, and trying again. That for me is my kind of beauty, is being the best version of myself with the challenges I face, with what life throws at me, um, but also in the same way, impacting those around me. So if my journey and my story can, you know, can better someone else's life, then it means that my, my journey is beautiful because it's beyond what my story is about, but it's actually empowering um, and, and, and giving off to other people to help them in their own journeys and in their own stories. So more than anything, your different kind of beauty, I think, should live way beyond your beauty, but to the people around you. You know, if people around you feel your energy and they're able to learn something from you, then it means that your journey has been beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for honoring us with your presence. Thank you for being so real. Um, as I said, like our mission statement, we see you as a beauty on a mission and we celebrate you. Thank you. And thank you so much for the amazing work that you do, you know, as a Mazi beauty way beyond, you know, the story is incredible. And I hope that, uh, you know, it will be shouted out loud from, you know, the top of, you know, wherever it is, not only in South Africa, but globally as well, because we need stories like these for our own women, but also women globally to also know about. So high five to all the amazing women that are part of this amazing platform. Thank you. Support for a different kind of beauty was proudly brought to you by Boschendal Wines. Beautifully, meticulously crafted wines, Boschendal Wines emphasize on the utmost quality and elegance when crafting our incredible wines. Boschendal Wines, an inspired life and inspired you. Catch us on all social media platforms on at Boschendal Wines. Support for a different kind of beauty was proudly brought to you by Maverick and Jane. Maverick and Jane's motto, Choose Adventure, encapsulates human spirit and the will to go beyond the ordinary. Follow at Maverick and Jane on all social media for the love of gourmet popcorn.